Auzubillahiminashaitanirajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I greet you my brothers and their sisters as well with the universal greeting, the greeting of peace Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh It is indeed a pleasure to be back here in retreat and I'm very grateful to Molana Ridwan Berry for organizing this opportunity. This is my 114th Juma lecture around the country, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And today I want to speak to us about not just reading but meaning, feeling and living. Not just reading something but actually meaning what you read and feeling what you read and living uh, what you read. So a lot of us we read A'uzu Billahi Rajim But do you understand uh, what it means? See, I take refuge with Allah I take the sanctuary that is available to me, the security that is available to me with Allah, the protection that is available to me with Allah, that I experience a security with Him from the whisperings of shaitan, the accursed. So you can read it, but you may not mean it. Meaning you don't understand what you're reading and so you don't get the meaning of it because this is very important our beloved Prophet Muhammad said before you leave your home you must say take the refuge that is available with Allah experience the security that is available to us the mu'min that we can go into the world and experience a security while we are in the world. He said, before you make wudu, you must say a'udhu. Before you, know, you, you, you make salah, you say a'udhu. Before you enter the mosque, you must say a'udhu. So somebody might be just saying it, but they may not be meaning it, and they may not be feeling it, and they may not be living it. See, now, we have, you know, other little surahs in the Qur'an, which is about this, the last chapter of the Qur'an, which is 114, that I take refuge with the creator of mankind. The refuge. To take the refuge, the security that is available to the, to the mu'min, to the believer. That we claim the refuge that is available to us. It's not I seek refuge. Astaghfar is like Astaghfar is istiada is the claiming is the actually asking. When you ask for forgiveness, istiada you ask. But Audu is the claiming. There's a very big difference. So many of us may read Nas, Malikin Nas that we are claiming the refuge that is available to us, to the creator of humanity, the master of humanity, the god of humanity, from the, what, the prompter, the whisperer that whispers into the beings of humanity, from among the jinn and from among the humans. So these are things you might just read it. 
but you may not mean it. But it's so important to understand what you're reading and to mean what you read and to feel what you read and to live what you read. Because Allah is telling us that you and me throughout the day, our minds or some darkness is going to whisper to us, it's going to prompt us. See, and if you're just saying and you shoot past it, and if you just and just moving, shooting past it, and you're reading it, but you're not meaning it, and you're not feeling it, and you're not living it, it's going to be a problem. The surah before that is that means I claim the refuge with the Lord of the daybreak. That Allah has caused everything to be and the day starts with Him creating the day. So we claim the refuge with that which has caused life and caused the day. We start the day with Him. It goes on to say, and I'm claiming this security with Allah from the darkness and the evil of the created beings. That means when you go through your day, there are other people too. And they're going to be whispered to. Not only are you going to be whispered to, but other people are going to be whispered to. You're going to meet people who are whispered to by shaitan, who may or may not claim the refuge with Allah. And you've got to be careful, because there are people who are not interested in the goodness of being, of connecting with Allah, and of being impressed with the beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam and the the sunnah of the beloved, the behaviors of the, the prophet of being honest and trustworthy. See, even that too, we may be thinking I'm dressing like the prophet or looking like the prophet or speaking like the prophet, but we might not be being like the prophet. Like we may be reading, but not meaning what we read. We want to read it without meaning. We want to read something, but we don't want to mean it. So sometimes we might think, but I look like the prophet. He had a beard. Ha, ah, Alhamdulillah. But your action might not be like the Prophet. See? So it's not about just reading something. It's about understanding what you're reading. It's about meaning what you're reading. Feeling what you're reading. And living what you're reading. This is our way, the deen of Islam. The Quran is there as a guidance to humanity. Not to be read, but not meant not felt and not lived. It's for us to use the guidance of the Quran. The Quran tells us that we are to guard our souls. The most important thing is not to guard your house or to guard yourself or to guard your money or to guard your family. The most important thing is to guard your soul. That's the most important thing. So we claim the refuge with the Lord of the daybreak from the evil of the created world. The, the, the people that get whispered to we meet every day that Allah, we are with you and we are secure with you and we are protected by you from the mischief, the nonsense, the darkness of other people too. And also the darkness as it overshadows. What does that mean? Some areas you go into it, it's very dark areas. Lot of drug addiction, lot of theft, lot of murder, some areas. That's what we say. falak. I seek, I claim the refuge with Allah. From the protection with Allah, from the darkness of human beings. 
from the darkness that exists in our wherever we are because it's darkness and we claim the refuge with Allah from those that do evil they blow or not there are people who are into darkness and they are against good and they use force and control witchcraft etc etc we claim the refuge with Allah not we asking Allah is the believers refuge it's just for us to claim that refuge if you claim that refuge if you are interested in the protection of Allah from the darkness of your own mind from the darkness of the minds of the people around you from the darkness in your societies and communities from the darkness of those evil people in the world who want to hurt and harm you and also it ends with from those that are jealous from those that envy there are people you progress in life you do whatever you want they look at you they don't like it they don't like it so Allah is guiding us that we must read read recite Ikra the first verses that were revealed in the blessed month of Ramadan to our noble prophet Muhammad by Jibreel Ikra read but the reading is not just to say it but to mean it, to understand what you're saying, and to feel it, and to live it. It's to live. The believers and the non-believers are not the same. You see, it's not that we say different things from people from other religions. They pray like this, we pray like that. They worship like this, we worship like that. No. We worship Allah. Let's talk a little bit of the opening chapter of the glorious Quran, Al-Fatiha. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. How many times you might read that? Do you understand what you're reading? All praise. This is how the Quran opens up. It opens up like this. That all praise is due to Allah, that which has created all existence. See, the other people worship by worshipping things within existence. They worship Jesus, for example, Isa who is a part of the creation of Allah. There are people who worship deities, people worship fire, people worship all kinds of things including money. But all praise is due to our creator. See, Alhamdulillah, all praise due to Rabbil Alameen, the source of all creation opens up with that one and then he tells us what Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim it tells you about your creator straight out first line that there is the one that has created all of creation nothing within creation has any power except the one that has created creation and the one that has created creation is what Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim tells you don't just read it understand the meaning of it and feel it and live it that when I'm saying this I'm aware that there is the creator and the creator is a sustaining power Rahman right now he is spinning the earth on the axis for us right now our hearts are beaten by him for us right now there's oxygen for us to breathe right now I walk and talk only because he allows it he is a Rahman the most gracious and he is a Rahim, the most merciful. See? 
Just first line, second line, how powerful. Third line, Maliki Yomiddin. It tells us straight. Third line, the master of the day of accountability, called the day of judgment. That means he is the one we are answerable to. We are not a law unto ourselves. We might think we live in a democratic society. I can do whatever I want. It is my life. It is my right. I can do whatever I want. You are answerable. Do whatever you want. But you are answerable for what you do to that which has caused us to be a Rahman, a Rahim, who has given us guidance and to see if we are taking that guidance or we are rejecting that guidance. You may be reading something, but that doesn't mean you meaning it. It doesn't mean you may be feeling it. Like when we say, Allahu Akbar. You may say it, and you may count how many times, 33 times, quickly, 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 quickly. But you may be reading it, but you may not be meaning it, and you may not be feeling it, and you may not be living it. See? You can say Allahu Akbar once with meaning and feeling and it changes the way you feel inside of you. Allah is supreme, unique and supreme beyond anything else, beyond what our bodies can see, beyond what our minds can think. Allah is first, the one. The only. Because if you read that other surah, which is also short, I'll talk to a little bit about that. Kul a'uzu biragbin. No, we did that one. Kul wallahuahad. Kul wallahuahad. Allah is the unique one. Simple, simple verses. You don't have to go to Alim school. You can just take a Quran with the English translation and start with the small ones, the four calls and Surah Fatiha and start there and read the English that you'll understand what you are saying then you can mean what you are saying and then you can feel what you are saying then you can live what you are saying otherwise you're saying something but you're not meaning it we are, people just want to read it but not mean it how does that help us to read something but not mean it people are reading what the Quran says and are doing the complete opposite of it what good does that do? Do not steal from the orphans, do not steal from the widows, do not do this, do not do that. And they're reading, 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 but not meaning, meaning, meaning. Not feeling and not living. Me too. Me too. Allah forgive us. For but don't just say Allah forgive me for my sins. Say Allah give me guidance. Do you want guidance? Well, good news, the Quran is guidance, you have it. No, but I just want to ask for forgiveness and I want to ask for guidance, but I don't want to read it and understand it. Aha! What does it say about us? There's a word for it. Hypocrites. I'm just saying. The Quran says, they fool themselves thinking they fool Allah. They do not deceive Allah. They only deceive themselves. Say he is Allah, the unique one. Unique. Unique. Allah is unique. Allah is Samad. Allah is beyond time eternal. Beyond space absolute. Allah is unique. Nothing like Allah. 
He's not anything in time and space. He is the creator of time and space. And he is not having of any children, nor does he have parents. He's not begotten, nor does he beget. There's nothing but Allah before, during and after. And there's nothing equivalent to Allah. There's nothing equivalent. It's unique. We cannot know what Allah really is. But we can know that he really is. See, the human mind doesn't have that kind of capacity to understand its creator. But it can understand there is a creator. And we come back to Surah Fatiha. That master of the day of judgment. That means there is an accountability that we have. Not to the bank, not to the boss, not to the wife, not to the husband, but to our source. The one that has given us life and the opportunity to be and live and how we live we are answerable for whether you like it or not whether you accept it or not the Quran tells you straight in the third verse master of the day of judgment and the Quran also tells us on the day of judgment neither will your possessions or your wealth nor your children avail thee only those who bring to Allah a purified heart he says, the things that you're really so focused on. As a Muslim, as a mu'min, our worship of Allah is central. The thing a mu'min does and centers their life around is the awareness of Allah, His greatness, and the surrender to Allah. I don't want to make anybody feel guilty and I don't want tomorrow everybody to be full up in a mosque and have their beards and reading something they don't mean. That's not going to help us. If you feel guilty and you start reading things that you don't mean and you fill up the mosques and you dress up a certain way thinking you're following the Prophet but you're not, it's not going to help. It's just part of a, a farce. I'm talking about becoming aware of the greatness of Allah. Do you take time to become aware of the greatness of Allah? Do, the beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Sunnah, he used to go and sit in a cave. Have you ever thought what was he doing there? What was he doing there? Why did he leave everything, his family included, his spouse, go and sit in a cave? Why? Was he tired? Was he stressed out? No. Did he need a break? No. It was time for stillness. It was time for silence. It was time for contemplation. This is what I'm doing with you here. I'm not just giving you a lecture. I'm inviting you to contemplate with me. That we are engaged in contemplation. The Quran encourages you to contemplate. These are signs for those who reflect. Do you create time like the beloved prophet left everything including his family go and sit by himself to do nothing, to think about nothing, to just be still, to be silent and to commune with your creator to ponder and reflect what is the surah saying? I'm saying it. But am I meaning it? I'm reading it, but am I meaning what I'm reading? Am I understanding what I'm saying? Am I feeling what I'm saying? Am I living what I'm saying? You have to take time. 
You see, shaitan, what we spoke about that we must claim refuge from is our own minds. And he's telling you, fill up your time with what? Talking about people, talking about your problems, talking about what you like, talking about what's on TV and watching the series and passing your time, filling up your time. This is the mind, the satanic mind. It does not want you to be still. Be still. Take time. You'll see the average person can't sit by themselves one minute. When we're sitting here in the mosque and we're reading Salah, 500 times your mind is gone elsewhere. That is not spiritual power. That is spiritual impoverishment. When the Quran says, bring to Allah a purified heart, that's the only thing going to benefit you. Not read what you don't mean. It means bring to Allah a purified heart. That's the only thing going to be of value. Not a mind that is always talking about things, disturbed by things in this world and even your problems. A mind that you surrender. And it leads us to the next verse. Thee alone do we worship. What does that mean? Worship. If I asked you, do you know what the word worship means? Can you tell me? You'll tell me, read. I must read. If I'm reading, I'm worshipping. Read your namaz. you tell me that. Read the Quran. But does that really mean that you are worshipping? Because people are reading what they're not meaning. Is that what it means to worship? No. What it means to worship is you drop everything and you become aware of Allah. You drop yourself. It's not about you. It's about Allah, the unique and supreme. It's about being in awe of Allah. It's not about you and they being perfect and you going to heaven and you going to hell and you reading what you don't mean. It's about becoming aware of Allah. Thee alone do we worship. Worship means I forget even about me and my problems as I become aware of Allah. There are 99 beautiful names in the glorious Quran. There's publications that you can get at any bookstore, Muslim bookstore, even on the internet. Ask your children to print it for you. Do you, do you take the names of Allah, call upon Allah by any of His beautiful names? Do you know any one of the names of Allah and what it means? Any one out of the 99? Do you sit with the name and contemplate it and think about it and feel what that name means? The provided, the pure, the holy, the loving, the peaceful. See, these names are feelings. They're not readings. Peace is a feeling. Love is a feeling. Compassion is a feeling. Allah is a feeling. Peaceful, loving, compassionate. You get closer to Allah through feeling, through meaning and feeling. So, thee alone do we worship. Not when we talk of Allah consciousness, what must I do? Worship is not you doing something. You doing something is you doing something. Worshipping Allah is worshipping Allah. When you make your sajda, you're not there to do the thing called I'm on my knees and my forehead. It's saying I'm before you, humble before you. The Prophet, beloved Prophet Muhammad said that the salah is the miraj of a mu'min. That when you are there, you are before your creator. You are as close as the prophet was in a sense. Not exactly, but in a sense the mirage. It's an ascension. When you are in sajda and you're saying, Subhanallah, whatever you're saying, 
Třeba na Bělezím, třeba na Zruku, Sajda. Are you just saying these things? Are you saying things that you don't understand and you don't mean and you don't feel and you don't live? Is that worship? Or is it saying, Allah is with me, He hears everything. Glory be to Him, Allahu Akbar. How many times do we say it, Allah is the greatest? Do we really mean it that, and feel it and live it that Allah is the greatest? Do we experience surrender before Him in awe, awe of Allah that we bow before you? Do we feel it that Allah is really worthy of praise, glory and thanks? Do you praise Allah consciously, not just for sawab? Do you praise Allah? Do you say, I am alive only because you have deemed me to be? Everything is because of you. Do you say that, that thank you for the life that you have given me, I am very thankful. Thank you for giving me sight and hearing. That's what the Quran says, that Allah has given us gifts and favors that we may be grateful, but most of humanity is unappreciative. They're most of humanity, they're not praising Allah, really praising Allah. They're reading things when they are. To praise Allah, to worship, thee alone do we worship, thee alone. What is your life centered around? If it's not centered around Allah, you're worshipping something else. If your life is around your business, you're worshipping your business. If your life is around your family, you're worshipping your family. And this is what the Quran says, Neither will your wealth nor your children avail thee, except those who bring to Allah a purified heart. Are we worshipping to purify our hearts? Thee alone do we worship, and thee alone do we turn to. Who are you turning to? Thee alone do we worship, thee alone do we turn to. There's nobody else to turn to. There's only the most gracious. Do you recognize Allah is the most gracious, the most giving, the most generous? This Al-Kareem, the giver. The giver, the generous. Do you recognize Allah is so generous, He gave us life as human beings? Do you recognize you are alive as a human being, not as a mosquito or a snail, as a human being? Do you recognize the gift that human beings have to enjoy worshipping Allah? Are you experiencing the joy of worshipping Allah? Are you enjoying making dua to Him who is enough for us? The Quran tells us that when we remember Allah, our hearts are assured. Verily, it is only in the remembrance of Allah that our hearts are assured. You feel secure, a mu'min. You feel secure when you remember Allah. Are you feeling it? Or are you just saying it and reading it? Are you feeling it? Are you living it? That we turn to you, you are enough for us. The Quran says, say to the believers to place their trust in Allah. Have you put your trust in Allah? Or are you trusting your business, yourself, your work, your qualifications, your abilities, your boss, your husband? Where are you placing your trust in? Thee alone do we worship and thee alone do we turn to. Not anybody in the world. Muslim worships Allah. It's a different thing from different kinds of worship. There's only the worship of Allah. There's no other worship. 
All other worship is an error. La ilaha illallah. There is only Allah to be worshipped. Nothing else. The unique and supreme. The last few verses as my time is up is basically guide us onto the straight path. Siratul Mustaqim. There is a path for us to go. A path means from here to there. It is the path of purifying our heart. It is the path of going beyond who you've been and becoming more secure. Going beyond what you have lived and become, stop depriving yourself from the gracious nature of Allah. Most of us are living our lives like how we were 10 years ago. Very few people are changing. That means you're not on the path. If you're on the path, which path? The path of favor that is Allah upon you. If you are on the path, Allah's favor expands in your life. You are changed. You become different. A lot of us are reading without meaning. We're not changing. We're the same people we were 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. This is a part of purifying your heart. It's a part of spiritual growth. It's not a part of reading things but not meaning what you read. It is a part of actually getting closer to Allah. The Quran says prostrate and draw closer to Allah. It doesn't say prostrate. Other people are prostrating left, right and center to idols. It says prostrate to Allah and draw closer to Allah. It says establish prayer, salah, for my remembrance. When you make in Salah, it's to remember Allah. It's not just for Salah's sake. It's for Allah's sake. Understand? So, there is a path. When you're saying it, there is a path. Guide me onto that path of spiritual growth that every day I become a more secure human being, a more trusting in Allah, a more feeling assured with Allah human being. And everyday personal development, becoming more and more like our beloved Prophet ﷺ, honest, reliable, trustworthy, friendly, hygienic, following in his way actually. That is the path. Spiritual growth and personal development. Not the path of those who have incurred thy wrath or thy displeasure. Meaning not the path of shirk. Not the path of shirk. See, either you're on the path of Iman or the path of Shirk. And not the path of those who are lost astray. You see, there are people who think they are worshipping, but they are lost and they are astray. See, they're not really on the path. Now you have to ask yourself which path you're on. There's one of three paths. And that's, that's for you to think for yourself. You can take time and reflect on it. Or you can be with shaitan, not saying a'uzu and meaning it. And getting lost as the days go by. The opportunity to develop ourselves, to get closer to Allah. And to become more like the beloved Prophet. This is the thing that's going to count in akhirah. So focus on Allah in akhirah. And the Quran says, don't forget about your portion in this world. So live also. For this world, but the main priority is the akhirah. So, with that, I give thanks again to Molana Berry for giving me the opportunity to be here with you. All praise, glory, and thanks be to Almighty Allah. His choices, blessings are upon Allah, Prophet Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.